When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 87 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Carmen Williams. She is the founder of Strategic Action Consulting and brings with her over a decade of knowledge and experience helping CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders of medium and large-scale organizations get crystal clear on the strategic direction of their company so that they can reach their potential and successfully implement organizational change. Now, at the core of everything that Carmen does is an unwavering mission to equip leaders and their teams with the tools, resources, and systems necessary to create lasting change that will ultimately lead to a healthy workplace. Now on today's show, Carmen is going to speak about three key reasons why business owners, CEOs and founders struggle to achieve their goals and visions that they have for their business. She's going to talk about some of the practical key steps to help you get started on your journey to achieving your objectives across your enterprise, as well as how to develop and build yourself up as a leader of your business and ultimately impact and build up your team as well. So welcome to the show, Carmen. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Very excited to be here. Yes, me too. I'm really looking forward to you sharing your insights because as we know as business owners and founders, CEOs in our business, there are so many different challenges, so many different things we need to manage and uh, sometimes it can get uh, in the way of us really building an organisation that continues to achieve goals. Now, we said that you believe that at the heart of every organisational performance is the need for systems and people to work together in order to create those meaningful results in the company. But because of all of the pressures and the stress and change in the workplace and from a global scale too, we still control, you know, struggle to achieve those meaningful results. So you say that there's typically three reasons why as business owners, CEOs and founders, we get stuck from achieving those goals. What are those three things? Yeah, so I find that a lot of leaders are overwhelmed. O overwhelmed, they they might not know where they're heading. That they might be fixing problems that they um, that are the wrong problems to fix. They might not be the root cause, and they also perhaps don't actually understand themselves, understand their leadership, and what their um, barriers to success are. So what I find is that once we work with uh, leaders to look at those things and also look at their systems and their people that they can have amazing results. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, often when they're not able to see that, we continue just to uh, continue just spinning our wheels, don't we? And that overwhelm can continue to, uh, to keep us stuck. What's one other reason that we continue to, to, to remain stuck? So w- what we find is that people remain stuck because they don't identify that that overwhelm that they're feeling actually can be changed. So uh, what we find is that leaders often just continue to feel that overwhelm feeling and what that does is that impacts both on their personal experience but also on their work performance. And so what they're doing is that they think they're being really good leaders by like sticking it out but actually it reduces their performance at work. So it's something that people should really focus on. It's one of those things we don't know what we don't know. We can't see what we can't see. But often as leaders in our business, we are struggling, we're, we're overwhelmed. We try and hide that. But a lot of times our, our, lead, our other leaders who are uh, we are overseeing and other team members can certainly see that as, as well. What would you say is the biggest re- reason why leaders continue to do that? We, we continue to just uh, struggle and, and, and pursue even though we realise that it's not working, but we continue to do that. Why is that? Yeah, so leaders are high-performing people. They um, have achieved a lot um, and they aspire to achieve a lot as well. I think some of them see it as a sign of weakness to actually reach out and get support. Um, just because you're getting support actually doesn't mean that, that there's something wrong per se, but it just means that you recognise that by getting some support that you're actually going to achieve what you want and you're going to achieve it sooner as well. Because as we know, timeliness is very important. So many of the people I work with, I'm sure that they could have implemented it um, over time, but by using the strategies that we uh, work out together, that they actually achieve what they want quicker. Yes, absolutely. And I think what can often happen um, is that as leaders of the, our business, we can continue to grasp for, for something that, oh, look, maybe that will fix the, the issue or maybe that will fix the issue. Oh, this, mm-hmm. this uh, strategy, this is the best one. However, we haven't taken that step back. As you said, we're overwhelmed and it may be impacting a little bit but we haven't really gone to the root cause of what really is the issue. When we deal with that, we find that other things can fall into place too. Do you find that as well? Yeah, it's about stepping back and seeing the forest from the trees. And I had experience just the other day when a leader said to me, oh, Carmen, can you, you know, she asked me for advice on something. I said, look, I'm happy to give you my advice on that. But like, do you mind if we just take a step back? And what we did is we realised what the root cause of the problem was and so the thing that she asked me was no longer actually really relevant because now that we understood the root cause, like it was a big thing, um, but now she just feels so much calmer because she knows exactly what the problem is and she knows what her steps are to actually go and resolve that. So sometimes when you're in it, you can't see it, but I facilitate people to, you know, see that forest from the tree. Yeah, I love that. So um, the three things, if I'm understanding you correctly, are really overwhelmed. We need to stop take a step back and get out of that overwhelm so that we can focus on the right steps, the right strategies. We also can tend to become very busy, so running around busyness. And I think busyness can sometimes cause us to assume that we are working, but actually we're working on the wrong things and not knowing where to Mm. start. Good, good, good uh, points to be aware of. So you started to talk about in this client, stepping back, being Mm. able to breathe and then say, all right, let's work on these steps. What are some of the practical yes. steps that you see are really helpful for us as leaders, businesses, uh, as CEOs to really help shift us forward? 
So what I see, we work with a methodology and there's three steps. And so obviously, uh, depending on the challenge, will depend on how you apply the three steps. But the three steps remain. And what I'd like to share, that, um, I'd like to share that today because I think it can be really powerful and helpful for all the CEOs and business leaders out there. So the first thing that we do is we diagnose. So we work out what the real problem is. So what we find is that often people are going and fixing something you know, a problem that isn't actually the real problem or isn't the root cause. And so what that can do is that can make them feel very busy, you know, their head down, bum up, but they're actually not achieving what they want. And so we've got all sorts of strategies to diagnose what's really going on. We've got some diagnostic tools. We have got, um, you know, really intensive consultation methods where we actually speak about the elephant in the room and we build rapport and draw that out of people and the team as well. And we take a deep dive into, you know, what external data is out there. Is there benchmarking? Is there external reports? Um, and, and what we do is we consolidate all that together so that we can then be really, really clear on what the root cause of the problem is. So we diagnose it first. Once we diagnose what, what's really going on, it's then that we can develop strategies to actually um, treat the root cause of what's going on. Because what we find is that people often are doing things, implementing strategies, but not actually knowing what the root cause is. So when we develop a strategy, what we what we don't do is we don't just pull something off the shelf, you know, pull a theory out and apply it in a situation. Because what we know is each person, each organisation is so unique about where they're at. So for example, I had a client recently who asked me to implement a framework across the organisation that um, it was the same topic of the framework of implementing in another organization but the method in which we're going to do it um, the rate at which we're going to do it and where we're going to start is very different because we now know their organization understand what's going to work understand what's going to fly and can adjust the methodology for their organization mm -hmm. so then the next bit is a really exciting bit it's about realizing the results and so once you've diagnosed it and strategized it, then you can, you're in a position to realize things. And so what we find is people don't mind working hard if they're going to get the results that they're after. And so realizing is about applying your energy and applying your focus and drive into something that's really going to make a difference. Now, what we're doing is we're working in environments that are rapidly changing and some of the problems we're working on are actually really wicked problems. And so what we find is that we need to be dynamic, we need to have communication within the team, we need to have really clear reporting to the leader so that they can have all the information that they need and be able to make decisions in a timely way. Mm -hmm. So no more 20 page reports for the sake of it. Let's just like get it down to a paragraph and this is what we need decision on so that we can move on. Mm -hmm. So it's realizing the results. So it's the three step process, the diagnose, the strategize and the realize is really, really powerful. And we've seen time and time again that it produces really fantastic results. Yes. There's an analogy that I heard and I just spoke about it the other day and as you're sharing those three key steps, I'm reminded of a stool and you probably heard this too as, as you've gone through your, your business and then the consulting that you do, that there's three legs, this three-legged stool and for any stool that has three legs to, to be able to hold the weight upon which someone sits down or we put, mm. place some uh, objects upon, each of those legs needs to be solid. So if we step, take a step back and, and ask ourselves, well, why as businesses 
if we do start to, to develop and strategize different uh, tools, techniques to address a problem, well, if we haven't diagnosed the right problem, as you say, then we're fixing something that really we need to take that step further and fix something else. Mm. Is that something mm. you see commonly in businesses? Is that either in those three key areas, say those three mm. legs of the stool, um, it's because they haven't fully understood each of those components or they're working on the wrong one or they've completely ignored one of them. Definitely. So I see people that have got strengths or are comfortable in, you know, one or the other. And so what I usually say is that there's two types of people that I see. There are people who are strategic people. So they'll collect all the information and just, you know, give me all the information and I won't make a decision because I can't be confident of the, um, the right decision to make. And they'll just sit on it and think about it and dream it up. Obviously, that's not effective. And then there are people at the other end, which are head down, bum up, busy, 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 like they're putting in heaps of hours, not getting the results that they want. And so what we aim to do is to make people aware of these differences and acknowledge their strengths and acknowledge their preferences, but recognize that we need the whole picture to get the results that we need. And so by supporting them to step through this process, the three steps, um, what we see is we, we have a really good balance of all those parts and mm. we're able to utilise people's strengths in the relevant section as well. Yeah. And so often we find teams within a team, a well-structured team, you've got people that are fantastic at the diagnosis, people that are fantastic at the strategizing and fantastic at the realising. Mm. So by combining the three, you can get really powerful results. Yes, I love that. And I think it, as you're explaining that um, the three key steps, we can use that no matter what issue or what area we're working in our business. Obviously, the larger the issue or the, the, the challenge, they might require a deeper dive or more strategies. But these three key steps, I'd imagine you can use with smaller problems, larger problems, or even major projects and, and issues that really are challenging the business, yeah? Mm. It is, it's right. The, the methodology you can apply to any situation. Um, how you apply it will differ depending on the challenge that you're trying to resolve. Like you said, the size of the company, the um, personalities involved as well. Um, so it's really the application of it that's the really powerful part. So, um, but w what I find is that even with small small you know seemingly small problems people can become overwhelmed by but by stepping them through this process yes. um, they can start to um, really get the results they want see the value in this process and then actually implement this process themselves independently sometimes yeah I it's interesting that you said you know different personalities and different strengths of uh, people that you work with mm. either they're very much analytical they love to, to really diagnose and I've heard the saying, mm -hmm. you know, often analysis paralysis, the more that we mm -hmm. learn, the more we dive deeper. If you're it's working with someone, and obviously it's going to differ depending on the situation and the circumstances, but if someone can recognise, you know what, I think I'm someone that does like to research a lot of information, I get stuck in mm -hmm. that. Is there something that you do or support them with that helps them to realise, you know what, this this information that we have here is enough that at least we can now move into the second phase, which is around mm. the development, the strategizing. Is that something you, you can shed some light on? Because I know that this can often yeah. be an area of struggle. So, so often I find that by making people aware of, 
of something, so aware that you're stuck in the diagnosis phase and not moving on to other things, for example, that can often be enough to shift people. If not, we make them aware of the current, um, the, the disadvantages of staying in that phase or their current thinking and also make them see, now, if they continue that current thinking, um, what is the future state going to be? Are they going to achieve the results that they want? Mm -hmm. And so just by asking those questions, very often they can see that they need to move on themselves. Now, if, if we get to that stage and they still can't see it, then I can make a gentle suggestion um, about that. But what I prefer to do is support people to actually have those realisations themselves because you know that an idea that you've come up with is always the best idea. Yes, I love that. And sometimes it is kind mm. of that, uh, you know what, you know, those solid hours that you put on, I think we've got enough information because, I mean, ultimately, um, as you said, we've got team members who are supporting us and it's great to be able to recognise where our strengths are and, and possibly even, you know, where our team can support us too. Before we move on mm. to um, how to develop ourselves as a leader to build us up our strengths and, and also our team, talking about realising the results, so this is the realisation. I mm. think as business owners, CEOs and founders, we often don't take that step back to realise how far we've come, how far we've grown, our mm. successes and achievements. And it's often in those successes and achievements that can enable us to springboard other projects. Do you find that too in other achievements in our business? Do you find that yeah. we don't spend enough time in that area? Yeah, so I think um, celebrating success is really helpful. And I think a lot of people don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes if you've aimed for the stars and you've made it to the moon, like you should celebrate where, where you've got to. Um, and I guess the other thing that I would add is that um, uh, what, I, what other people have told me is a lot of other consultants are very interested in producing a fancy report at the end that sometimes doesn't even make sense. And what we're really interested in doing is we're interested in getting you the results you want. Like that's, that's why we're there. And so what we do every step along the way is we're designing our support so that you can get the results you want. Mm -hmm. You know, sitting there and um, reflecting on things is great, but we're all about results. I mean, our tagline is let's make things happen because that's what we're all about. Yes. So, you know, we go through the diagnosis and the strategize phase because we want to get the results that mm -hmm. you're after. Yeah. That's why we spend time in those things. Yeah, I know that's so important for you and, uh, you know, making sure that there's the right strategies in place to support uh, the outcome. And sadly, there's so many businesses as they're implementing various strategies, the the real outcome, the real um, results as far as the team and morale and just such a, an on, um, ongoing areas of, of growth and development are really not achieved because it, mm -hmm. let's just tick a box to say that we've done it and we can you know fulfill the, the needs of our mm -hmm. stakeholders, shareholders, all that, but not really see the ultimate long-lasting results in our business. So that's good to know. So let's talk about mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you know are so important and often we're not doing as CEOs mm -hmm. and founders of our business that's going to include building us as well as our team. Yeah. So, Anne-Marie, I'm glad you asked this because I think the, the vital thing the number one thing is to get to know yourself, to understand what makes you tick. Um, you know, are you a strategy person or an action person or something in between or something completely different? And, you know, what are your blind spots? So what don't you know that you don't know? Um, and this can be quite an interesting process. And so what we find is that, you know, most leaders, if they're reflective, they might 
uncover some of these things over time. And what we really like to do is we like to work with leaders to fast track it because if you can work out what your blind spots are today, that's going to mean that you get your results sooner. Mm. And so what we find is by leaders identifying what their blind spots are, recognizing the limitations that's having on their results now, how that's going to have their limitation in the results in the future, and then working with them to overcome whatever that blind spot is, that is what really accelerates results. And so, you know, most of the people we work with, they're very intelligent people. I'm sure they'd get to the results that they wanted eventually. It might be painful. It might take longer than they wanted. But if we can really uncover what your blind spots are, then what that means is that we can accelerate um, that and we can make it less painful. Mm. Uh, perhaps we can even enjoy the ride and get the results that you want sooner. And we all know that time is money in mm -hmm. business. Yes, absolutely. You know, as leaders of our business, sometimes um, those blind spots are in the way in which we're operating. And I think sometimes, mm. you know, having that self-reflection can be a little bit uh, yeah, intimidating sometimes. But I think what you said is so, so true is that sometimes it's just a shift in attitude or even that self-awareness that uh, when we can see that, that that may happen, like getting back into that analysis paralysis, we then go, you know what, yeah. I know that this could be a trigger for me. I'm go going to allow myself a half an hour and whatever I have in place or, or have gathered, that's going to be enough to, to, mm. to support me in making a decision as well as, as my team. So sometimes we can't mm. um, implement strategies to help us go through those blind spots and just eliminate them, if you will, we don't know what they are. So self-awareness yeah. around that is so important, isn't it? Yeah, awareness is the first step um, because if, if you're not aware of it, then you have no opportunity to develop your strategies mm. to overcome that or manage it even. So yeah, awareness is the first thing. And so if you don't know what you don't know, you know, that's the definition of a blind spot, then it's really helpful to get some support in that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know, I think uh, before we start looking at CEOs and founders of our business, before we start looking at how can I implement some more strategies to support my team, we often have to look at how are we showing up in the workplace? Uh, is the way that we're leading or communicating with our team inhibiting them from really tapping into the strengths and, and mm. delivering outcomes that we want? So we've looked at ourselves as leaders. What are some things as leaders now that we need to be aware of so we can support our team in being the best that they can be in the workplace so that they can help contribute to the achievement of our outcomes? Yeah. So, you know, just as you have blind spots, that your leaders have blind spots as well. And so you can look at ways in um, supporting your leadership to uh, work through those blind spots and work out strategies for them. I think, as we discussed earlier, by having a team that has um, awareness over what their skill sets are, you know, wh whether they enjoy strategizing or actioning, you know, awareness and then developing a good mix as well. And, you know, communication, it, it's a word that's said over and over again, but it's because it's so important. Communication is key for everything. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, I mean, your job is to make decisions and you, you need to be able to communicate uh, those decisions and your team needs to be able to communicate to you the information that you need to make those decisions, you know. And if, if you are experiencing... Um, you know, a limitation in an area. It's about communicating that as well. So, like I said, communication is a word that's used all the time, but mm. I think it's because it's very important. Mm. And there are so there's so much self-awareness required to be able to communicate well, because otherwise things just get in the way. Yeah, 
So true. I mean, I've heard uh, many other leaders say, and, uh, you know, well, I'm communicating this to my team, but they're just not understanding me. But when you have awareness around how you communicate, how your team members, and let's face it, you could have a team of three, and each one of them has a different way of how they absorb information and mm -hmm. how they require information to be explained to them so that they can then go ahead and implement what it is. And I think that, that you've just asked them to do. And I think once we recognise that as the leader, we can then better adapt, better communicate. And yeah, it might take a little bit of learning on our part, but I tell you what, the results at the other end that you can communicate and get the best out of your team really impacts on so many different areas and aspects of a business, yes? Yeah, it does. So um, what I find is I can have the same message for a different audience and I can present it in different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you always judge other people, you know, get a sense of what you think is going to make them tick. Do they like a story? Do they like stats? Do they like a, you know, a, a purpose behind something? You know, what's the thing that's going to make them tick? And then refine your strategy for communication around that. Because as leaders, it's, it's you know, engaging people, selling, leaders sell, leaders sell ideas. They, um, and you need to work out ways you can communicate and sell your ideas. And if you're making transformational change, you need to sell that. Like positional authority isn't enough mm -hmm. to be able to get a massive change and an engaged workforce. Yes. And, you know, I've had um, someone say to me, well, Carmen, it's just not impossible to engage people in this. You know, they're, they're working on something that, you know, people might consider a little bit dry. And I'm like, well, that's not my experience. I've been able to do that in other organizations and um, you know there are so many low-hanging fruit in how you're engaging the staff and how you're communicating with them um, but, so that was my thought process I'm like yeah of course you can engage them there's so much that you could do um, but I realized that they didn't have a belief that they could engage them and so once we worked with them and we you know they, they developed this belief that they could engage them then the way they approached the communication and the engagement was very different mm. It's interesting uh, that you hear sometimes uh, team members or just other people talking about uh, their, their team, oh, they're really difficult people. And then you might go and talk to them and think, they are the most easiest going people or yeah. I, I had a fantastic conversation. So I think what you just said is such a great reminder. There are no difficult people. There are no difficult, hard conversations to have. It's just, what are you saying and how can you say it in a way that someone goes, yeah, I get you. And actually I'm on board. Yeah. When can we get into action? And I think, yes, yeah, how leaders, can I help? Yeah, exactly. And I think as leaders in our business, one of the key things that we need to be mindful of is that to expect of our team to achieve a certain level, to operate at a certain level, we need to look internally first. What are we? What can we do to continue to be that role model? Mm. Can we role model better communication skills, how to interact, you know, the three key areas that you mentioned mm. today? It starts with us first. Now, Carmen, I know that you've got a unique three-step process to strategic action when working mm. with your clients, with organisations, to really help them get clear on their outcome. Because one of the things that often can stop us is we're not clear enough and our team doesn't know where are we heading. It keeps changing day by day. Mm. So you help them understand that. You also dive deep into some of the challenges that's going to stop them or may inhibit them from achieving the company's performance and ultimately the, uh, the outcome. And from there, what you're able to do is create this roadmap that really gives us the exact steps that we need to follow. I love that. It just sounds like ah, a streamlined outcome to the strategic goals. And I know that what you're doing is that you're offering business owners, CEOs, founders, 
an opportunity to speak with you within your free strategic action discovery session. Tell us more about that and how we can get access to, to having a conversation with you. Yeah, so what we find is that, as you said, just by um, stepping people through the three-step process applied to their situation, it can just give people that calming feeling that you just described. And so we understand um, that it all just starts with the conversation. And so that's why we invite um, new businesses to book in for that free strategic action discovery session. So we can step through the three steps and you'll leave that session with a blueprint um, for, you know, your challenges and um, your business. Uh, you can find the link for that at www.strategicaction.consulting. Fantastic. And Carmen, so if people want to connect with you, I know that you've got uh, a presence and, and you're often sharing great content over on LinkedIn as well. How can they connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, so I'd really welcome people to connect with me on LinkedIn. So Carmen Williams, Strategic Action Consulting, look me up. Um, like Anne-Marie said, I post content, I post educational stuff, I post um, cute stories and, um, you know, also business stories as well so that you can reflect and see how you could apply some of this to your situation. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and sharing that. I know many of uh, the organisations that you work with, Carmen, they are driven, their mission purpose uh, driven and, you know, sometimes to achieve that mission, to make an impact that we know that they want. Some of the things we've spoken about is actually keeping them stuck from doing that and by um, getting support and really helping us step back. What is that map? What is that blueprint? Here are some of the gaps so that we can fill those up and be the ultimate mm. best leader that we can be for our team and really create an environment in which our team can step up and really support us collaboratively to achieve uh, organisational goals and ultimately whatever mission or outcome that we have uh, designed and uh, wanted is, is so important. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast. Brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.